For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Damn, I want to get back to that dream because I want to go down. Ratcheting of the chain going up <laughs> towards that that two hundredth, that special two hundredth that the viewers already have probably written off. I still think we should skip it and go straight to two hundred and five or something. Just go. Ha! Personally, I reckon they've got a more chance of getting a letter from the Queen and celebrate their hundredth than us doing two hundred. Well, you're probably right. Does the Queen send a letter now, though? Or is it an email? Because they don't do telegrams anymore. Well, who are, how many hundred-year-olds do you know have got emails? Oh, I know a 96-year-old who does. traditional. I know a 96-year-old who does. I, I don't think she signs them each morning. I don't think she probably does either. Do you reckon she's got an aide who's, who knows her signature pretty well? well or a rubber stamp? Yeah, yeah, quick copy. <laughs> quick copy. <laughs> well, I just have a feeling. That, and they got the royal crest on the top by appointment to Her Majesty the Queen. Quick copy, Buckingham Palace. Like, they probably just actually like look up and go, okay, who's an Australian? Who's a citizen turning a hundred? Because if you do the maths, there's, there's probably on you know if you divide by three sixty five or three sixty six this year, you're going to find that there's quite a few on the same day. Yeah, probably. which means she probably like sends them out, and if there's a bit of a, then she gets the RTS. <laughs> uh, that made radial, radial tune suspension. Oh, 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 radial tune suspension. That is a flashback. First available in the HZ. Mm. I remember one of my bosses had an HZ Monaro two-door. Ugly bloody thing it was. At the oh, it was the one that had, had more pollution gear than anything else on the yeah. car. Went all right when you ripped yeah. all that off. Like, oh, did I say that? So I guess we're uh, ready to go, are we? G'day viewers, and welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 199.93. That zany and light-hearted podcast that what takes a look at motorsport. What, e what episode? 199.93. Correct. There you go. See, I can get some things right. Um, motorsport, locally and internationally. Cool and emerging technologies. And barbecues. And gadgets. And gadgets. And barbecues. I know, but we, we do in international. Do you think we should drop that? You know, what the national and international? The local and or just worldwide motorsport. Motorsport from around the world. Well, there you go. Okay, the globe. The globe. Same number. Welcome to Radio Hot Lap, the global motorsport phenomenon that's gone commercial. N not yet. <laughs> that's right. Soon to go commercial. Ish. Allegedly. That's right. What are you drinking, Johnny? Um, and I'm having it. You know, I have to say, I'm being eco-friendly and having a glass of Shiraz Cab mm -hmm. from Banrock. Banrock mm. Station. But... Banrock Station with the nice boardwalk through the weeds. I mean, the I'm weeds. having cardboard. And it's not actually bad. Hey, you should have a little Is sip. Is it a two-litre cardboard? It's or a, a two-litre cardboard. Uh, yeah, so it's like upmarket cardboard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to keep quite, an eye on the... That's um, actually quite drinkable. It's yeah. quite... Um, it is It, it is drinkable. It's quite quite it's, soft. It's, it's, it's almost too yeah. good for shanks. Do you want to just let the viewers know why we have to be sort of... 
Yeah, we're going to be popping it backwards and forwards a bit, viewers, and Hello. so the voice will be getting a bit distant. And if you can smell, you'll be able to smell the Weber oh. Q, which has got the lid down and a beautiful piece of rolled pork inside of it, along with some um, nice... What sort of potatoes are they, Dutch Johnny? Dutch cream. Dutch cream potatoes. Very cheap they were, JP. Yeah. Uh, a dollar. Because, Is this you the know, supermarket this, wars? The supermarket wars. It was a dollar. A dollar for some Dutch... How, how many kilos? Uh, two kilos. Two kilos. Beautiful potatoes for a dollar. But Fantastic. 25 minutes to get out the checkout. Oh, right. Yeah, well, what was course, everyone yeah, buying? Yeah. And did you have a, uh, a, a rewards card? And no. did you want a receipt? No. Well, that would have made the guy's day then. And, the I, and I don't want to tell them what kind of day I'm having, and nor do I want to re respond and tell them to have a lovely evening as well. They're only being nice and doing sure. I, I know, but it's robotic. Right? But I think you're right, though. I think we could make a fortune, viewers. Isn't Johnny's come up with this idea, idea for, became a, we. for a T-shirt. Well, because I embellished it a bit. And it's, <laughs> and it's just going to have you print printed on the front. <laughs> yeah, Jezza, get onto this, will you? Uh, That's right. It's going to have... <laughs> no, I don't want a receipt. No, I don't have a rewards card. And yes, I will have a nice evening. No, say... No, it's going to go, yes, I'm f fine, thanks, how are you? No, I don't <laughs> need a receipt. And no I don't, no, no, I don't need a reward card, no, I don't need a receipt. And you have a lovely evening as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see the stolen chilli in the bottom of my bag? <laughs> that wouldn't have weighed anyway. It's up to them to check... <laughs> No, I know. Green, but Those bell peppers. Yeah, we're very clever though, because green bag, green pepper, camouflage. That wouldn't be what you know, Rubens Barrichello would be thinking <laughs> when he's <laughs> off doing an IndyCar Indy test, mm -hmm. a two-day IndyCar test. You know, and um, the problem, I, I've got a bit of a problem as I, as as echoed by folks on, on the, the last episode. Yes. Correct. Did we talk about while you're having a drink? No, we didn't. I'm having a Han, one of these funny beers. Han Super Dry 3.5. And you're on the garn tonight. Yeah. What's it like? It's, it's all right. Into the I sunset. had it once before, but they didn't have the Super Leggera. Really? So uh, I put up with the Han. Now, talking while we're on beer, actually, but, just a quick aside, what are we going to drink? But, no, but, no, but, well, mate, I don't know, but like, are you enjoying being on the, you know, are you, is, it, is, is, it, is it good being on the... It's a good being on the, um, you know, on the, on the train. It's lovely. Something's going on there. <laughs> now, I know you love trains, but really, it's a bit excessive. What? That they, they should actually get you a drink while they're chuffing through mm. the McDonald Ranges. But, uh, look... So what anyway, are we going to drink Rubens. I don't know, but we'll get back to beer in a minute. Right, like Rubens Barrichello, I'm oh, a bit you're on a tangent. Well, right. we're a bit uncomfortable. I'm a bit uncomfortable, really yes. royally uncomfortable about the fact that he's um, he's over there and he's going. Look, and then on said, I might actually do Indy 500, mm. although has sworn off ovals. Like well, I you never can't swear do, off ovals, but and he then had, say, I might do the Indy 500. But, no, but yeah, but that's that's my point. So I'm a bit of a I'm a bit concerned about you know Rubens who's the. Yeah. Like, the elder statesman of thirty-nine, but nonetheless he's done plenty, and and you'd hate to think that you know he'd, he'd disappear over there and and go, you know it would all go pear shaped and that'd be the end. We'd lose lose the mm. character, and it, it it must be in the back of his mind, and he's sort of going doing a bit of a reverse 
yeah. I'm not doing that. And then saying, look, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I might be doing the road, co- I'll do the road courses, you know, mm. and, and then, but Indy, well, if one, one oval leads to another oval, and you know what you get out of that? What? Well, a possible Reuben sandwich, which <laughs> is um, actually uh, a really quite nice uh, um, option from uh, New York. In New York? Do they actually make one? <laughs> What's it got in it? Do you know, JP, I'm glad you asked, and I'm going to tell you how to how to, how to make a Reuben sandwich. Right. Um, uh, hopefully for Reuben, after he finishes his oval racing. Good. As opposed to celebrating yep. Reuben's. Fine. But uh, a Reuben sandwich, and, and business deals can be done over Reuben sandwiches. They're actually really quite strategic, because they have um, corned beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, and Russian dressing on dark rye. Now... Well, the dark rye. No, I know, I know, but you cut it thin. I know, I'm, I'm not a dark rye person. No. What are you on about? <laughs> That's what they'd say up there. <laughs> you want to bet the pickles on that? <laughs> so, but uh, the Russian dressing is interesting. Mm. And also the Russian undressing. Yes. But that's another story. It is. Uh, mayonnaise. Ketchup. Yep. Being traditional. Fresh horseradish, Worcestershire and salt and pepper blended together and then smeared over the whole schmear. Well, that sounds actually quite pleasant. Uh, yeah, corned beef. Sure. So, um, eight slices of, eight. of dark rye and... No, it's not triple-deckers. We're talking, making four sandwiches. Eight oh, slices right. of... Uh, okay. of um, dark rye, 400 grams of corned beef, you know, a good, a, a cup of sauerkraut, Swiss, eight slices of Swiss, and the Russian dressing, you know, enough to smother it, because you know what the, yep. the Yanks are like. Cut it in half, a skewer with a little bit of plastic on yeah, there, yeah. perhaps a breech roller if, you, if, you, if you're missing it. Um, what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight into the Sounds Letterman good. show. Sounds good. Letterman show. Right, well, now I've had a swig of beer, I'm going to get back to beer again and say, what will we drink at Clipsal? Mmm. Vorex Gold? Well, Vorex has got, yeah, got the flick. The girls have got the flick. Yeah. No more girls who can't dance, but look good. <laughs> They'll be back. Yeah, in different guises, in different outfits. But <laughs> but no no purveyor of beer, official purveyor of beer has been announced as yet. Um, you can so. be absolutely sure there'll be a little bit of anchoring in, going down there and rubbing of hands in the Regency Park area. Do you think so? Well, on the basis that Keithy George has actually got a one-race a one race brand alliance full-car peppers for Clipsal. Just for Clipsal. You've got, you've got a new deal. Can't say too yeah. much about it. In fact, okay. I can't say anything about it because he hasn't told me a damn thing. Right. Just going to check on the purely gem. So this isn't purely speculative on your behalf, though, is it? You've done a bit of research here with some, maybe some other people. Japes. What? <laughs> it's your name, Andrew, all of a sudden. Uh-huh. I'm on the Japes. Are you sure you should keep be, keep doing that? Every time you open the lid... I know, but it looks it's like another it's 20 minutes. Too hot. It's a bit too hefty. No, I think it's fine. I, I might put I the meat. You're worrying in, uh, you know unnecessarily. What I, might I might put the meat in a little tray in there as well, so it doesn't get the flamage. Yeah, true. Well, you could do that. Well, but then, are you going to have room though? Because at the moment, it's a bit crammed in there, just getting the meat. Room for Rubens. <laughs> meat and spuds in there. If you put another there. tray in there, you could be in strife. Nah. Oh, I don't know. Viewers, you know he's do? he's having a fiddle. I don't know whether I like this fiddling. How about I chuck that on there? Yeah. What are you going to do with the spuds then? 
Stick it in the middle and leave it. Okay. All right. I think that's the deal. Yeah. All right. Sounds. Sounds all right. Sounds right to me. We can do that. We can do that. So anyway, well, I guess. No, we won't go on with V8s, will we? Just because we've been talking about 4X Golden Clipsal? It's up to you, mate. Oh, I don't really care. Well, we can then. Well, let's just stay on V8 news at the moment then. Shall we? Good evening, Rusty Sausage. You know, a little dog became a big dog just then. Did you see the size of her meal? Mm. She had fresh chicken slightly poached with boiled... Slightly poached? Boiled, yeah, well, slightly poached, because you just you poach it to get the oil out of it and, right. and then slice it down... With a, a nice, uh, clean, half-steamed, dry, roasted basmati rice. Basmati. Have to have the basmati. Oh, that sun's nasty, isn't it? Mm, yeah, the sun's just dropped a bit low now, and it's sort of if staring we had, straight it up. It could be very hot for Clipsal. It could be very, very, very easily, because very we haven't had a work. hugely hot summer thus far, apart from that week last week. Do I need to go and get the drapes? Japes? No. No jokes, drapes. What do you reckon? Oh. Yep. I'm going to have to do it. Viewers, you'll just Viewers, have to hang on. Righto, so you fix that then. Instead of putting a uh, shield up against the sun, we've got the sprinklers on, viewers. So, we're getting a free shower. And, uh, yeah, it's, back to where we were. And the sun will be down in no time anyway. So, back to where we were. So, yesterday... Ooh, noisy. Yep. The Australia Formula One uh, Grand Prix was launched, and there's going to be four V8 supercar races. Oh yeah, I noticed that. Like, I think that's the that's the go, isn't it? Mm. What one each day? Ah, no, they're going to be um, practice two on Saturday. Practice and quali on Thursday, two races Friday, right? One on Saturday, one on Sunday. No top ten shootout, and they haven't actually locked in the race format yet, but. Uh, they reckon that the Friday races are about 30 minutes each, which makes them about 15 laps, and a 45 minute on Saturday, and a 35 minute on Sunday. So, uh, interesting stuff. And eight hard and 12 soft tyres for each car for the event. So, um, I mean, it's quite funny here when it says, like, you know, approximately 22 laps for Saturday. Like, if they do 22 laps at Alba Park, it'll be a bloody miracle. Probably would have been better saying 17 plus extended safety car periods. A few V8 supercar launches recently. I yeah. I came back from, uh, from the Fives the other day and even off to the ice rink to see the FBR mm. car. There was, and, and Marcus had been the water skiing with, with Frosty on the weekend. Right. Up at, up at uh, Eppelet. It's Frosty's leg all right in there? Yeah, he's one, he's one legged skiing. Yeah. He's trying to break the other one. <laughs> but although it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't broken. broken. No. But according to the International Tentacle Network, yes. it was broken. It's a bit like, sorry, I, I you know, I, I've got, I've gone in, I've had three shotgun blasts through the heart. I survived that, but I come out with golden staff. Idiot. <laughs> 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 so, um, so, well, and this. Apart from the launches of the cars, there's been launches of races. Barbagallo was launched on Tuesday, the 31st. Um, and apparently... Uh, Who's in Barbagallo? They launched the um, Perth... Uh, Trading Post Perth Challenge. Oh, the event? Yeah. I bet no, they I mean. launched the, it was the event launch on Who went Tuesday. to that? 
And uh, who went to it? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Garth Tander, Fiore, Reinler and Will Davidson were all there. And um, Tander, being a uh, good WA boy, said that the upgrades to the track were desperately needed for many years and they're going to do... Um, they reckon that by the time that the race is on on May the 4th to the 6th, uh, they're going to have the first stage of the upgrades, including new infield pit lane, full-size garages, corporate facilities, media centre, and an overpass bridge allowing public access to the paddock. I think the overpass uh, bridge is really important. You know, those namby-pamby media people well, that yeah. just think they need all this stuff. I mean, what's the matter with them? Well, they've got to have media centres. They don't need to. People won't go and they won't get the publicity. So anyway, whatever. It so just, both media guys need to refocus. It looks to me like the V8 Supercar's decision to boycott the venue in 2010 and forcing the Western Australian government's hand worked absolutely perfectly. Someone's been trying to force Gina Reinhardt's hand. <laughs> yeah. Into, into, she's going to be a media mogul. Well, well, and uh, WA. So, what? what Grimic. <laughs> Grimic. So that'd be cool. I mean, what, would you? You know, what? for all that money? You know? Nah. Couldn't bring myself to. No. Read no. between the lines there. Anyway. Oh. Jason, good old Jason, staying with BJR forever. Have you seen the new little shooting star logo? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah I thought that was a last cool. nice... Uh, a, a, it is. A tri- tribute. Yeah. In fact, speaking of tributes, you know, um... Grumpy Greg. Yeah. Well, Grumpy Greg had the uh, came down for for um, classic Tiger Adelaide with his yes. um, Abba, Abba, S S E S S E S S E number plates gone, gone, gone. Why? Stolen. 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 From where? A place where it can't be stopped. Apparently unstolenable. Not not in his. What's he What's he done? Not in his man. What's he done? He's gone out and bought another one. He has. <laughs> How did I know that? But worse, yeah. he's bought the F695 Ferrari Tributo version, which is oh, 132 yes, kilowatt yeah. as mm-hmm. opposed to 118. Yeah. For $65,000. I said, mate, that's a do- that's $1,000 more than the, than the Focus RS uh, <laughs> that I bought. And he went, yeah. But yours car doesn't have Ferrari on the back. I said, nor does yours. It says Ferrari Tributo. He goes, yeah, fuck, you got a red key ring that says Ferrari you can hang around on the table when you're trying to pick up women? I said, you're a wanker. He goes, I am, and I love it. I mean, my point is, how many people will only, actually admit... Only Grumpy Greg could do that. And then the SS turned back up. I did it? No. Right. He, tra- he traded it. He traded it. Mm. So how much money did he drop, though? We oh, wouldn't tell you that. Greg wouldn't tell you that. No, no, he wouldn't tell you that. Uh, absolutely. After he not. told me he got no money. Yeah. Wouldn't want to invest in any high tech in anything anything interesting. Yeah, dear. Miserable. You got any V eight stuff you want to talk about? Uh, well, only that like I noticed that Steve Owens has unveiled his uh, VIP pet food car mm. uh, there with um with, with DJR and um uh, X Audi DTM refugee and also yes. um a very uh, well known sports car racer. With uh, a no need for a barber, Alex Prima. No, uh, definitely Prima. No. Yeah. And, uh, Is that how you pronounce it? Prima or Prima? Or Prima. Prima. Gary Rogers. 
Absolutely. Now he was given the he was given the heave ho out of Audi, and I remember he had a very 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 nasty start line accident. At I think. Um, and I saw that, and then uh, Dr. Ulrich said, Look, there's no cake for you out. Yeah. And that was the end of it, and he was given the marching orders the next day. So there's a bit of non love going on, there's something there, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Gary's always good at pulling things from bloody left field, isn't he? Let's face it. Apparently, he said in his interview in the uh, Daily Telegraph in Sydney that uh, he thought choosing a young driver to fill the seat was too risky. Um, and he reckons he's the man for the job, so uh, there you go. Well, you can be sure there's some Euro cash. I'm sure way. there is. I think that's going to be a very interesting thing. Apparently, he spent four seasons in the DTM. And I think we go. It says he was. I'm going to quote this exactly. Two lines straight out. He was eventually let go by Audi in unusual circumstances, having been found competing in the New York Marathon while supposedly recovering from a sizeable crash at the previous DTM event. Well, I don't, I don't really know why that is seen so, so, uh, so weird, because he was let go a day after mm. the crash. I saw the crash, and it would be quite likely that he was, um, you know, he was um, recovering. But, yeah. you know, what, what, did that, what, what did that really matter, apart from if it had been a, a week in reverse and they'd, he'd been running the New York Marathon and that compromised his performance the following in the weekend cup. at DTM. Right. And I go, well, what's the, what's the point? But, mm. you know, I think this is a case in point that once you, get, once you fall out of, out of happiness with Gerhard mm. Berger mm. or Dr Ulrich or... Uh, Herbert Naug? Haugensmeer? You've only got to know where to go, hey? Yeah. Us Australia. Well, there you go. So right. we'll see. That'll be interesting. J- JR's got the javelin ready to go. Yes, I saw that. It looks schmick too. It's, it's a javelin. Mm. What does AMC stand AMC. for? Other American than you, A Mad. American Motorsport Corporation. <laughs> That's what it stands for. What's not supposed to know that? Oh, sorry. No, I don't know. What no, does it stand for, Johnny? I, I don't know. I thought I, um, I, uh, American Motoring, Motor Corporation. Yeah. Mm. Is there any? Is there, isn't there a bit of a DeLorean tie up there? I'm not sure. I had a feeling that there's a bit of AMC slash DeLorean. Yeah, I think something. You know, did he not come from? I AMC? know what it is. Was it DeLorean? Coke smuggling. <laughs> now the interesting thing about Jimmy's um, javelin is that. Uh, he was gonna. He was looking for one. Jimmy's on, jab. Jimmy's. Yeah, Jimmy's jab. I love it. <laughs> he was looking for Jim one jab. overseas. Apparently, on the like you know, I'm looking not. on eBay in the states. And some no, Jimmy doesn't buy cars. He well, looks for them on freebay. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> but he found this one through a mate of a mate here in Australia, and apparently this guy's a collector of them, and he had plenty. So, but he spent. Supposedly the last 30 months getting it ready. So, uh, should be a bit of a... Certainly looks good. Be a bit of a weapon. Can I, uh, is it OK if I just put a little splash of this in? Well, you've already tried it, obviously. Well, I not the top of it. So what I tasted earlier wasn't some of that then. Was it? Quite so, Jakes. Can I get you a glass? Well, you better have, because otherwise I won't have any. It's a, uh, viewers for your benefit, it's a bottle of Angus the Bull Cab Sav. Now, 
I haven't actually tasted it yet, but I lashed out and bought a dozen that were on uh, a bargain price um, through some contacts that I have. And they reckon that it's um, hand-selected parcels of lots of different wine regions across Victoria and South Australia that are blended together to create Angus the Bull. And the whole idea of Angus the Bull is that you eat it with plenty of red meat. So if you've got a steak on, get yourself some Angus the Bull. I believe it retails for about 19 bucks a bottle or there, thereabouts. So, there we go. Now, did you get International Paulie's press release? I did indeed, and I've got, a, I've got something I have to get from the front room for you. Right. Well, I'll just tell the viewers about what's going on. While I change the cycle on the other armour. Oh, OK, on the uh, sprinklers. Yeah. You all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. So, we had a press release earlier, in, earlier this week telling us that the uh, Project 56 Le Mans car, um, the Highcroft Delta Wing, has now finally got its new, it's full scale, it's full scale, um, has now got tyres from Michelin, so the wind tunnel testing can actually start in earnest um, with the rolling road, uh, which is going to take place in Charlotte, and uh, so they'll have the full size car, proper tyres, rolling road, and all the simulations they've done up to this point in time. Um, can either be proven or disproven. So we'll, let's just hope that they're all proven and the things are going and it's going to perform exactly as they expected it to. Uh, apparently the uh, engine manufacturer uh, hasn't been named at this point in time, but they do have the engine, they have played with it. Um, it's a 1.6 litre inline direct injection four-cylinder turbo um, and apparently it exceeds all of their performance expectations thus far, so if the car does the right thing in the wind tunnel uh, and the engine's exceeding expectations, you would hope that the car will do exactly what they want it to do. Um, as I say, there's no manufacturer name yet, so you can sort of wonder about that, but you'd probably have to wonder... I, I, think, I think the engine management system is broken. Was it turning off and on? No, it wasn't doing a thing. Isn't it on a timer? It should be on a timer. So... What I was getting at was the fact that because Highcroft, Highcrofts are involved and they were big with Honda, um, you would have to wonder whether or not it's going to run a Honda motor. Now, viewers, I have to tell you that if your partner gets cranky because you're either late to bed watching Formula One qualifying and racing on Saturday and Sunday nights, or you ignore them over a complete weekend on Saturday and Sunday afternoons because the V8s are on, well, they're probably going to get more upset than normal this year. The reason for this is that, first of all, the Bahrain Formula 1 and the Hamilton V8 race are on the same weekend, April the 20th to the 22nd. Every weekend in May is taken care of. The 4th to the 6th for V8s in Barbagallo. The 11th to the 13th for Formula 1 at Catalunya in Spain. Back to the V8s again at Phillip Island between the 18th and the 20th. And then Formula 1 in Monaco on the 25th to the 27th. So all in all, a very, very full week, uh, a very, very full month in May, I should say. Interestingly, in June 3, there's alternate um, rounds. So we've got two Formula 1s. 
and then a V8 race right in the middle of that Hidden Valley. In July, on the 6th to the 9th, there's a clash between the British Grand Prix at Silverstone and the V8s in Townsville. And September, every weekend bar the last is taken up with one or the other. Belgian Formula One, then Italian Formula One, then Sandown V8s, then Singapore Formula One. October, Bathurst's a killer again. So many days of uh, motorsport to watch on TV during the day. And then, of course, the Japanese Formula One at the same time. Then the rest of October is then back to alternate rounds again each weekend between Formula One and uh, V8s. In November, the V8s are the support at Yas Marina on the 2nd to the 4th. And then again, they alternate every weekend between Formula One and V8s. Finally, the Telstra 500 at Sydney will be the last of the V8 rounds on the 30th of November and 1st and 2nd of December. So if you're a bloke and your missus nags you for sitting in front of the TV watching motorsport, or you're a girl who's into motorsport and your boyfriend's into rock music or something and not particularly interested, you're going to be in lots of trouble in the upcoming season. Well, if you're sitting there and your missus isn't nagging you, you must be gay, because it can't be a bloke, a woman. <laughs> Something like that. Did you know what you were on about then? I think the viewers would have got the idea. But it is quite amazing that there's just so much this nagging. year. Not lots of nagging. So going. many rounds of so many V8 races and so many Formula 1 races that you're just, like, sitting in front of the telly all year. Good reason to get a new big screen. Mm. It is, and get that surround sound. Okay, so finally got the now. engine management working. You, but you've only got two sprinklers now. Surely there should be a third one on that side. That's zone, that's zone four, dude. Zone four. Sounds is it like not looking significantly greener than the last model, one, is it? Yeah, it's definitely looking significantly greener, you're right. Because, you know, we're, we're, we've, we've had, had a few golf quality though. when Clipsman comes up. Well, <laughs> you know, all those tents you're going to put on it. In between the croquet. Radio Hotlap World Headquarters, Tent City. Croquet, croquet Hole 4 brought to you by Canada Dry. <laughs> Canada Dry? More Canada Dry. Right, move okay, on. Okay, what do you got Come to on, I don't Come on. Uh, McLaren un unveiled their new 2012 Challenger, the MP4 27. 27, correct, though. And um, apart from it looking. Well, I'm sure you've got all the details on it, but apart from it looking, as they always do, from the outside, you know, fairly yep. similar, uh, apart from a few fuel system components and things like that, it's yep. purported? Is it purported or reported? What's the difference between purporting and reporting? Okay, reporting is if you're talking about something that's factual. Purporting is if you're having a bit of a guess. Ah, so we're having a bit... We're, bit, we're purporters. We're purporters. <laughs> we're purporters. <laughs> we guess at lots of stuff. Listen, you can, you can get a job on the con 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 concierge. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, so and Jensen and Lewis launched it yesterday. And... Uh, he, was, he, ha he was unfortunately otherwise engaged to go to the rescue of his... I just thought he was not happy either. NH. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But, but he you know, called Lewis a coward in an interview with the German newspaper. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. His he didn't. media writers reported well, him right. to say that. Well, Lewis was supposed to be going to testify, presumably in Sutil's favour. 
but his lawyer informed the court that he was unable to attend because of a prior commitment at McLaren. Well, gee, there's a, there's a funny thing, and it fancy him having commitments at McLaren. And McLaren subsequently gagged Hamilton from talking about it. That's when the reporters were asking him. It was purported to be reported. <laughs> Questions. So, but Sotil was in, he got fined 200,000 euros, which is what, 167,000 quid or something. Um, and I, I didn't realise that Eric Looks, the guy who, that, he, um, that he stabbed with the champagne glass, um, caused, he, he had a wound to his neck which needed 40, uh, 24 stitches. Allegedly. 24 stitches. Allegedly. No, it can't be alleged anymore. It's, been, it's come out in court. So it's so not reported. reported. No, it's, it's, re- it's reported that he was found guilty of injuring Eric Lux, chief executive of Lotus Team Owners, blah, 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 by striking him with a champagne glass. Obviously they don't like each other. Oh, maybe not. But still, must have been something. Now, I, I recall somebody telling me that that fine is actually not going to the government or whatever. He, 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 it like goes he, to a charity or something. Apparently, it's, it's, it's yeah. the uh, Eric... Because uh, Eric Lux is in, in business with his brother, Yuri. Yeah. Um, so, you know... <laughs> yeah, go on. And, go, and obviously, yeah. that's where the, the money's got to go. Yeah, he needs uh, soaping up, that Lux bloke. That's right. You know, Tahiti looks nice this time of year. Exactly. I think it'd be a really good, luxurious sort of place to go. Luxurious. Say no more. <laughs> and, you know, Formula One this year, we're going to have the most world champions, or world champions, ex-world champions, whatever, on the grid ever. Oh, that is a, a purported statement, because, the you know, the deal's not over yet. You know, the fat lady hasn't sung, and more could arrive, you know. Yeah, but if there's Greg more, Norman's, then it'd be even Greg Norman's motor racing cousin, but they could Canadian might turn could up. Be even more. No, no, no. But they still so, have more than ever before. Two, two Chevaux broke a wheel, uh, one Indy and the World Formula One Championship. But uh, I think I need to come and have a little bit of so, a hang around. So it's interesting. We got Sebastian, Jensen, Lewis, Fernando, Kimi, and Michael. Six of them. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then they reckon that Robert Kubitzer. Now, I heard you and Fogues talking about that on last week's show. Oh, I'm definitely going to. He's, he's, and you reckon he's definitely not going to come back? No, I said it prior to Fogues. Not that I'm but, taking it credit for it. No, no. Sadness. But all the but more purportage is that he's going to get a gig with Ferrari. So, they reckon. And they only reckon, and it is all rumours, they reckon Ferrari will aid his comeback. So he apparently signed a letter of intent with Ferrari for the 2013 season. And they reckon that he may get behind the wheel of a Ferrari F10 in June if everything goes to plan, if he's recovered enough, if he's done the rehab, all the rest of the stuff. And... This is the new car for next season, which will be fitted with the new turbocharged 1.6-litre V6 um, that will, that's due to be introduced in 2014. And so it's outside of the test ban regulations, which will allow Kubica to put in heaps of miles. Heaps of. Heaps of miles. So, there you go. Whether he does, whether he doesn't, I don't know. You heard it here first. I mean, you know, you've heard... Miscellaneous, uh, you know, even irrelevant globu- globules of, of data. But here at uh, the World Headquarters, 
where the sun is now sh uh, uh, settling nicely below the, the trees. Is that that's a golf course quality? It is. Um, yeah, we, we put it all together. We do. Indubitably. What's happening with this? There's little inaccuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very little. Uh, Chevrolet has decided to like, disappear from the British Touring Car Championship. Although, although they to, to concentrate on the World Touring Car Championship. However, having said that, they were doing both last year, run by uh, Ray Mallot, mm -hmm. um, Limited, and um, I think that's just a sign of the times, isn't it? I mean, the fate of BTCC, and if you got a world, if you want to do a world stage thing, yep. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Truth. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, they're all looking at world stage things, aren't they? Because let's face it, overall, the car industry is not exactly going brilliantly, is it? Unless you're uh, high well, on I reckon, you know, it's going better than, oh, than it was. Julia Gillard's career. <laughs> We're not a political show. I know. Well, I just purported that. Purported? You mean it's purportedly going better than Julia Gillard's career? Last weekend? Yes. Perhaps the the second major event. 24 hours? Rolex? Second, well, second 24 hour of the year. Both D24s, yeah. Dubai, followed by the... Daytona 24 hour was won uh, in the Michael Shank Racing uh, Riley Ford of uh, with uh, AJ Elmendinger mm -hmm. at um, in the helm at the helm at the helm on the helm. See if you say at the helm, does that not suggest the car's a bit of a boat? <laughs> Justin <laughs> Wilson, uh, John Pugh. Hmm. Mr. Pugh. And Oz Negri, who's actually a, a very, very, uh, very, very uh, up-and-coming uh, smart operator. So, uh, and that was the 50th anniversary of the race, and they had, uh, they'd actually snatched the win um, from the pole-sitting similar prototype of uh, Ryan Dalzell. So, that's all pretty interesting stuff. The famous... Uh, smelly people, <laughs> Alan Simonson yes. and uh, Dominic Farnbacher came seventh in GT, That's good. which is uh, not too bad. Although I, they lost the front splitter, purported, purported to have lost the front splitter. <laughs> on the, on the, on the Allegedly, but the rumor has it. So, so uh, you know, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? You know, you go to the races and you know. When, when, when the screen goes black because there's no television coverage, they go, well, what's going on? I said, well, A is purported to run into B. But you said, I said, no, it's purported. I didn't say that. It's trying to keep you on the edge. On the edge. You're on the edge. Next week, we'll have someone on the edge. Who's that? It'll be... Uh, who is it? I don't know, because you organised it, so don't it's, be asking me. It's... Uh, that bloke. That bloke. <laughs> 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 purport to know his name. Yeah, it'll come to you, eventually. <laughs> Richard Crail oh, from Richard Race Talk Media, who's the media director of uh, the Bathurst 12 Hours event, yes. who's a, a genuine good guy from South Australia. We'll probably be coming over here, and we will be coming over here to do the show, as he's been sort of threatening to do for a while, looking forward to it'll it. It'll be good, it'll be excellent. It'll be a laugh, and we, we probably won't have to do a damn thing. And I said, mm. look, Richard's a bed there for you. And when I rang him, he goes... 
<clears throat> Mr. Hurt, your media accreditation is approved. It's all good as it, but I wasn't ringing for that. Okay. I'm just ringing to make sure that my name comes up on your phone, which means I'm still getting the love. <laughs> you get me? I said, oh, can't I send you 28 pages of documentation? He goes, no. <laughs> yeah, very good. You know, the other night, um, the other morning... Um, night or morning, come on. If you plot a graph, you know... A purported graph. Uh, you have a lovely evening, and then one goes to bed, and the next morning you sort of assume the humour and banter will continue to some level, yes, yes. but not so with really? Le Fauvoir. Well, actually, look, I have to be a little bit critical here because I've listened to at least the first half of the show before my iPhone stuffed up, and I thought you were you and Fauvoir were a little lacking in humour last weekend. No, we were lacking in humour for the first hour. Because I let Fogg have the show. <laughs> well, don't let him have it. Because I had to prepare him his oysters and, yeah. and stuff there on the balcony. Well, he can't cook. Even raw oysters. Mark, I said we'll do it on the car on the way down, on the Saturday morning, on the way back. No, it's all these things that you couldn't do. And then he said, on the next morning, and I'll go back to this previous point, on the next morning, um, could you help me? Uh, I Look, I really need your help to... to, to, to move this, replace this mat, and I'm thinking, oh God, furniture moving. There's no oh. furniture to be moved, or other than a coffee table. And it was like, it was about the weight of that, purported to be the weight of that um, <laughs> iPad there, and <laughs> moved it over there, and then the... the, the so did he have a new... And, and moved it outside, and a new one was there. And it had been sitting there over a year. <laughs> so it was there the last time we were both there. And I said, well, I said, why didn't you get JP to do it? He goes, didn't think about it. I take a long time to do things, John. <laughs> <laughs> but as I got up I in the morning, there it was lurking around up. in the same old smelly and you know, special filter top that he wears. <laughs> and he was poking around making a couple of eggs. I said, oh, egg sakes, that'd be nice. So she looked at me and said, get fucked. <laughs> and I said, now, that... Which room are you in again at Clixel? <laughs> and to wit, to wit, purportedly, <laughs> I can actually report eggs turned up. Oh. Although, when I looked at them, they were, they were not the way I'd like them. Huh? They were perfectly centred, but they were too white and, you know, very, sort of a Jack Hill's good edge. On sunny side up? Oh, I know, he hadn't sunny side them, but he wouldn't be able to know how to do that properly. And there was no <laughs> crunch factor or a little bit of... And so I... Right. And I... Folks, no, seriously, you go first. I'm very happy. No, he purportedly wouldn't take no. Reportedly wouldn't take no. And, and uh, I, um, I, I hacked into a little bit of it with... And, oh, sourdough. I, I, do have, I do have a dislike in life, and it's sourdough. Yeah. yeah I go, look, I think it's a lovely bread, mm. but can I have it micrometer thin? <laughs> Because otherwise it's just turd. I don't like it. It's very chewy, isn't it? Oh, it's... You know, why do you go to good restaurants, JP, and they offer you bread to start with? Do you go, what are you trying to do? Wreck my appetite? Fill me up on bread. They're their own worst enemy, some of these restaurants, aren't they? Exactly. They go, what do you want a bit of land? Give me some landfill later. But, see, that's why they've unbundled it now. No. A lot of people are unbundling bread rolls now. You have to pay extra. But not at the Arab Steed. 
where, it, where they did unbundle and then it was... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> right. so you can't be having that. And uh, that can't be having that. Yeah. Can't be not having but that. But there's lots of... See, now, Laney and I went to the, um, to the local last Friday night oh, when you rang me up. And um, it was a particularly disappointing meal, I have to say. Which is a bit of a shame compared to the previous two was times we've been there. Bad meal. No, it was an average meal. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. You know. Anyway, no bread rolls. You could pay extra four dollars something for two bread rolls. You know, not bundled anymore. Anyway, now I was just doing a little bit of surfing the net and bits and pieces today. You while you I was can't eating lunch. Surf the net. Are you Sandra Bullock? While I was <laughs> while I was eating lunch, going to a net. few different websites, and I came across this, which I thought was hilarious. It's the list of the stinkers. You know what the stinkers are? It's cars. Ten. Ten models that are less reliable than the previous model. Apparently, this well-known UK company called Automor... Sorry. Automoriati. This, <laughs> this well-known UK automotive warranty company called Warranty Direct, which is like a uh, privately owned insurance intermediary or whatever, who collects data about warranty issues. And most of it is stuff that you will never find purportedly or otherwise from the manufacturers. And they produced a reliability index which sort of indicates the frequency of failures across the 55,000 vehicles it insures. So it's quite funny because Jaguar XJ series 1997 to 2003 had a 35% likelihood of failure. And... The Jaguar XJ Series 2003 onwards had a 56% likelihood of failure. <laughs> so, Porsche Boxster, 1996 to 2004, 28%. Porsche Boxster 2004 onwards, 38% likelihood of failure. Volkswagen Golf went up from 30% to 36% between the 2004 model and the, and the uh, 1997 model. Mercedes CLK didn't look too good either. If you bought a uh, 2002 onwards model, it was 33% more likely to uh, have failures than the previous model, which was only had 28%. So And so the list goes on. BMW 3 Series was on there. Jeep Grand Cherokee. So the stinkers list. There you go, viewers. The train has arrived. That must mean... Platform 12. Dinner's coming up. It must do. Oh, there could be someone on the line. I, 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 I don't know. What do you think about this? I think it's going fine. When you keep fiddling with it, and it's never going to get cooked. You keep opening it up so much. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's hot, Johnny. <laughs> I purported to say that. <laughs> you idiot. We're going to do some tech, or you got more motorsport? Ah! I'm ready for a bit of tech if you want. Okay, so uh, all of a sudden, Apple has overtaken LG as to become the third um, largest shipper shipper 
Shipper. Purportedly, reportedly, shipper of mobile phones in the world. But we'll put it into context and give you a bit of our SD, that's mm. standard deviation, so it's meandifferential.com, of, um, of where we're at. So LG, which has now been from in fourth place, has shipped 17 million devices, a, um, a drop, unfortunately, of 42%. Shame. Whereas Apple, 37, 38 million. 37.7 million devices, up 128%. Samsung is still second and increased their ship volume at 21% to 97.6 million. And on top of the list, whilst everyone thinks they're going broke, Nokia. started out goon gumboots, mm-hmm. 113.5 million phones Jeez. with only a slight drop of 8%. Yeah, see, everybody was saying, ah, Nokia's going bad, Nokia's going bad. A drop of 8%. That's not going bad. That's not going bad. Now, interestingly, with the Apple iPhone, though, um, supposedly, once the Chinese market opens up fully, they will ship 15 million phones in one year. Some analysts, scalpers. Some analysts has come up with the figures. It was a bit of a, a, so, bit of a hoo-ha when they opened that. I know. People Shang- were getting Shang- very And angry. now they've put mm. in some anti-scalpering issues. You have to bring some government ID with you. Mm. Which they, obviously, the scalpers can duplicate. <laughs> well, they can always... Um, imagine, imagine if they opened a store in Iraq, where our, his, our, our, our historical uh, information about... Radio Hot Lab yes. is reported and not purported yeah. that there is one listener who one may be no longer with us. Could, but, might, um, might be. Could, might not be. Could you imagine having to do a photo ID down there? No. Uh, firstly, they'd all look alike, <laughs> and secondly, every number plate's a squiggle. <laughs> well, you and, could, and you like, could what's just your tell them you're Mr. Like? Squiggle. How, how do you do a signature in Arabic? I don't know. Is it any different from the actual write? Would you just write your name with a little but bit would more Would you have flair? to write it backwards? That's a good point. And would you have to write from the bottom right-hand corner of do the page they, back do up they do, the... do they write backwards? Yeah, they, they write backwards and they go from the bottom left to the top right. I did a... I did so a... they're born old and become young and die? Well, well maybe. Is that reported, sir? <laughs> purportedly. I did a, um, a... What was it? It was a... A manual for a forklift, a Heister forklift. This is back in 1975. <laughs> That's your name. <laughs> Heister. You've stealing things. What do you like before you settle down and become an illegal and, Apple dealer? And then, How do you do that front, shop front and get away with it? Uh, and we had to get all this typeset by this Arab guy who, who had to translate the whole thing and then write it. And trying to work out the layout so it could be printed and then bound so that it would read correctly from back to front rather than front to back was an absolute bloody nightmare. And you're a girl like that. I tell you. Now, viewers, viewers. if... Yeah, go to the tech, come on. You want Wi-Fi, if you want Wi-Fi now, very soon you will be better off eating a Hungry Jack's burger than a McDonald's burger because Hungry Jack's are going to put... Free hotspots at 340 locations in Australia. But that's not the big news, because we all know Maccas has got free Wi-Fi and have had it for ages. The big news is that you get a free 30-minute session with 100 meg of downloads. And if you want to access an hour-long session, you just have to give them your email registration and a, fill in a short survey. Now, apparently there's been an 18-month trial at four but stores in Victoria. the point is, I've got to eat the burger. 
And you know, how many know. times have we travelled around the country and gone in the car together, yes. let's have a Hungry Jack's burger. Yeah. Let's have a listen to how many times we've done that. Yeah. Ready? Oh, I can hear crickets. Hey, I'll just call folks. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. None. So, they've researched around wireless services provided by McDonald's and others and trawled online forums, garnered customer reactions. Mate, they've just gone into it very, very heavily. And they've made this competitive service and they think that it's going to get more people into their stores. Do you think I should give the meat a bit of a wrap-up? I think you should leave the fucking meat alone. Mate, I think it's because done. You keep open. It's not done. It'll be raw in the middle. You've opened the lid that many yeah. bloody times. You don't know much about taco and about. You don't know much about taco and about. You don't know much Shut up. Sandwich. Why do people do this? George! <laughs> Eileen! Have you got any tech? Uh, I have a tiny bit, a little bit of tech saying that little birdie tells me that perhaps there will be a, a 1.3 megapixel camera. Uh, A6 quad core processor. 1.3 megapixel camera in the new uh, iPod Nano. Oh, and the iPod Nano. Which, which is purported, yes, I'm hearing, to perhaps have Wi-Fi connectivity, mm-hmm. which means Spy Cam is here. <laughs> this would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, you think about it. You, you can't be, like, jerking around with, like, a postage stamp as a camera because no. you can't see what you're doing. Well, you've so got one of them watch bands on, though. You're remote. laughing, aren't you? JJ Jitsu to Go Go Gomez. <laughs> you can't, you can't, I can't be asked. All right, let's don't be asked. I was saying I can't be asked the other day. So, as I was saying about the A6 quad core processor, there's been some leaked information, supposedly, yep. purportedly, about the uh, iPad 3. Oh, yeah, I saw a little bit of that. So, uh, there you go. We're going to see what it does. Da-da-da-da. iPad 3 Retina displays. Cool apps, cool pieces of software to use. Viewers might have mentioned this before, but again, you've got to get into it. Harvest, harvest, yeah, harvest.com. Very good time management. Also, what else I can look at? Well, you've seen the action effects stuff. Maybe I should put that up. The action effects thing? The action effects. That's Make it another And the production episode. that I put together on the... It's a very short episode. But it'll be fun. Move from with the glowing I- radio hotlap logo. Move from, I have to I moved, viewers. I moved from iPhoto to Aperture for the yes. specific reason I could manage multiple iPhoto libraries that I'd had stored as a legacy from previous versions. Well, you can do that Ma- in iPhoto itself. No, you cannot. You, yeah, you cannot can. manage multiple. You can't iPhotos. manage them, but you can actually log into multiple yeah, iPhoto libraries by holding the. Op- no, you don't. You hold the option key down, and you just pick the library yeah, you want to yeah, use. Yeah, but they're in different servers, and so it's, ah, it's and messy. servers and things. Okay, it's now messy. you're getting messy. I'm just it's talking CPU, external hard drive. Yeah, no, it doesn't work very well, right. and actually the performance of it is 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 a heap better. Um, so well, I'm iPhoto, I noticed. I'm a bit of an advocate for it. I, I noticed that with iPhoto, like if you've got bucket load of photos, it takes forever to law as it caches all the bloody thumbnails. How are you going there? Viewers, I have to tell you, this bit of pork is looking super deluxe. I was thinking it might be 
So you put all that wine in there. I think that's looking real good, Johnny. I'd be tempted to put it back in just on top of the thing. Have a, have a bit of onion. Onion? Give me your onion. Is it good? Bloody hot. You can get a new oven. Are you? That's techie. Electrolux. Electrolux. But should I get an induction oven or a steam oven? What do you mean steam oven? Well, I mean a, one, a steam oven, you know? Steam. Phileas Fogg. <laughs> Round the world 80 days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Train surfing. Train surfing? In India. In Jubilee. As you would. Because it keeps <laughs> it moist. And it still roasts. But one, you can, one would think that steam would not roast a meal. You can buy a traditional oven with no fan forcing and put a tray of water in the bottom and it's just the same. Yeah. We're all getting too smart for our own good with all this lot of stuff money. building. I've got to spend a lot of money. <laughs> well, purportedly, anyway. Right. As you would. Oh, I think that's it, isn't it? I've got anything else? Well, I've got nothing else. Oh, well, there no, is a bit no, of I've tech, but it's else. just, uh, there's a lot of fluff going on. New manager at retail with Apple. And, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Microsoft have admitted they're on the decline. And, and um, new, ma Steve new management at Research in Motion. While he was dying. Who? Steve Jobs kept Bill Gates' letter by his bedside when he was dying. Oh, I don't know that. Can you know that? Yeah, apparently, apparently Bill did an uh, interview with a US newspaper or a tech magazine recently and um, he, uh, he mentioned that he'd written uh, Steve a, a letter um, and in the letter he said that he, he told Steve that how he should feel great about what he'd done and the company he'd built and he wrote about his kids and, you know, apparently Bill had got to know the kids quite well by that, by that stage and... and he made it clear that it wasn't any sort of peacemaking effort because he said there was no peace to make. We That's were not right, at war. because they were friends. We made great products. It was the media that just, you mm. know, purported. And competition was always a positive thing. And uh, apparently, after Jobs died, Gates got a phone call from, uh, purportedly, got a phone call from Lauren Powell, Jobs' wife, and said, Look, this biography really doesn't paint a picture of the mutual respect you two had. So, there you go. And on that note... Well, I suppose then, then now people will be going for the Inside Apple book by Apple for, by Adam Lazniski. <laughs> Reportedly, his last name is Lazniski. Right. Lazniski. Lazniski. But Inside Apple book. Hmm. Well, see, see a fucking load of viewers. Well, hold on a minute. Are we going to do barbecue? Any barbecue? Oh, I just got to tell you. No, yes. Come I on. did, but because it was the Australia Day long weekend, and I took Friday off and had a long, long weekend. It was a great night. Um, I really enjoyed that. Apart from the uh, cutlets and snags on Australia Day itself, on the weekend um, we got hold of this deluxe half leg of lamb, and one of my mates told me that was it in a cocoon? The was best it butterfly? No, it wasn't. It was had the little. It was the bottom end, so to speak. And with just the bone through the middle. Hey, Russ. Um, and I oiled it all up and uh, gave it some garlic salt on the outside and a, uh, and a bit of rosemary. And um, anyway, I got this new stuff for the Weber. Weber themselves are now making this charcoal. But right. it's red gum charcoal. It's not like the stuff I bought up before, which is uh, um, Mallee root charcoal. 
It's because apparently the Mallee root charcoal is too is heavy. The, the charcoal you were rather overzealous with the use of. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, well let's not go there. Well, um, well, can we? No, we can't. Why not? Because I'm telling this story about the deluxe but, but leg of land that was cooked was a bit with of the charcoal. Use. Yeah, there was definitely a bit of overzealous use. Yes, yes. Anyway, I just, just have to say that, purported viewers, purported point. 1999 a bag of red gum charcoal from Weber. Um, the beaut thing about it is, unlike heat beads, you stick your fire lighters underneath it, put the charcoal on top, it catches really quickly. It's up to speed and up to temperature in about 15 minutes instead of about 35, 40 minutes. And you don't have to wait for it to start ashing up like the um, heat beads because as soon as it's alight, there's no nasty substances that are going to come out of it. So you can whack the meat in and whack the lid on. And it was absolutely delicious. So there you go. I think that's absolutely great, Joe. Mm. Well, I think we should give it a bit of a wrap, eh? As we okay. sort of go into dinner. And I'd just like to say right, well, uh, thanks to all our you know, commercial partners and sponsors right. and alliances there tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, paper to, uh, for, uh, you know... Print out your stuff provided by Reflex. Um, no, documentation and stuff that I was doing, stuff was uh, wrote my stuff on from Spyrax and uh, in fact uh, printers from uh, Xerox. Yes, uh, printers from it, Xerox. It, 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 ink from the cartridge company. No, um, my ink was from Xerox too, but it was right. laser time. <laughs> uh, nipples from uh, Select. Woolly Select, Woolly Chili. Select, thank, thank thank the right. And they're quite nice. Red, red wine. I recommend from, those. From, from Angus uh, the Bull. Angus the Bull. Very nice. Uh, a really nice little drop. I don't mind that too. Mm, it's very pleasant right up there, just down the road. And um, yeah, cigarette lighters uh, for the barbecue. From uh, Bic. From Weber. Although uh, Bic they, Weber. No, that's something they should do. Barbecue lighters. Like Bic should make a lighter for barbecues, but with with the Weber logo on. Bandwidths provided by Internet. Yes. Uh, microphones provided by Belkin. Yeah. And Still going strong. iPhones and iPads and I this and that and the other thing <laughs> provided by you. <laughs> Glasses by Thomas and Delaney. And oh. a little sneaky roast. Thanks to the challenge at Woolworths. That's it. Well, that's it. And tongs by whoever made them. A tonglui. It's like it's like my mom. Never more. Okay. Good night, viewers. It's not even my